You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 254, and I'm calling it Easy Meals. My timing is not amazing. Y'all have figured that out, right? Um, This is a reality um, that a lot of us have faced over the last, what, month and a half? Yeah. Um, It's May 6th of 2020. As I'm recording this, it should come out on the 7th. Um, And at least in Texas, restaurants are starting to uh, open up again, not fully, but like at 25%. Anyway, um, a lot of actually a lot of the ones around me are not opening up yet, except for curbside and takeout and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, the reality is, a whole lot of us have been cooking at home a whole lot more than we have in the past. So this is episode 254. Did I already say I'm calling it easy recipes? I don't remember what I said two seconds ago. So whatever, this is going to be a great podcast. Um, But I'm talking about this subject because I'll just be honest, you know, when I first started blogging, I would do a recipe kind of every week, I think. Uh, Usually one of the first things that I would link up to was called Menu Plan Monday over on, I think it's orgjunkie.com. And I enjoyed that. Like I, and I think menu planning is so important. So, so important really for just your sanity, because that's just one of those ongoing things. You can, you can ignore a lot of things, but um, people in your house who are hungry, uh, don't let themselves be ignored. So uh, I mean, it's just it's just reality for a lot of us who are managing our homes and have other people living in them, especially that we have to feed them (laughs) and feed ourselves. And so uh, I, I think it's important to talk about, but you know, so in the beginning, I would include recipes, but that was also in the beginning of blogs and stuff. And then there hit a point, it's probably when Pinterest became uh, a thing, which I don't remember when that was, but when Pinterest kind of became a thing that people with blogs had to acknowledge and embrace, and pictures became a thing. Yeah, like, it's hard to even imagine. But in the olden days of blogging, like, we didn't necessarily always have a picture with a post. And um, as pictures became something that was, you know, required, basically, uh, nothing's actually required, but you know what I mean? Um, Pretty pictures started to become an important thing. And 
people started to basically turn their blogs into magazines. And that was that was a tipping point. And I'm never going to have a magazine type blog. But I did recipes for a while, but mine were always real basic and boring. And then it started to be a thing where it was expected that you had this special recipe plugin and you had a, a printable recipe card and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's great for them. That is never how I'm going to cook. You know, um, I've had, so Prep Dish is an ongoing sponsor here. They're not sponsoring this episode, but I know uh, prepdish.com slash pantry. She's got a totally free meal plan for you. If you want to try that out, I highly recommend meal plans if you are completely overwhelmed. But what I'm going to talk about today is just overall basic, easy, simple recipes and how I get them on the table. Because because even with meal plans, a lot of times they don't, you know, either they don't give you seven days, three meals a day, or they give you seven meals, three meals a day or seven meals, you know, evening meals, and uh, whatever, you know what I mean. But we're picky. And I can usually go, okay, well, there's, you know, four of these meals that we'll actually eat. Um, and so I still need to supplement that. And here we are, we've been living in this situation where a lot of us are cooking at home seven days a week. I'm just kidding. I, we have been getting lunch on Thursdays out and, um, We've also been getting curbside takeout like at a, you know, one of our local restaurants on Friday nights as well. So that's like kind of my my breaks that I look forward to. But I mean, it is ongoing. And it's like, I feel like I have cooked more in the last month than ever. So I just thought I would share some of my easy stuff. Like I said, my timing is not amazing here as things are starting to open up, which is great. But oh, well. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I have other podcasts on this subject where I go into a lot more detail on how exactly I um, make getting dinner on the table a whole lot easier. Um, But I'm just going to tell you some of the basics. It's been a while since I've talked about it. And just as a reminder, and kind of how I'm doing things now, because here's the other thing too, as I do this over the years, um, I'll kind of switch things up a little bit or find something that works well for me. And then sometimes I think it works well for me. And then I go back and I'm like, you know what, I actually liked it better when it was this way. So anyway, this is how I'm doing right now. The basics for getting meals on the table super fast and with little stress is to pre-cook your meat. Okay. And even when I am hardcore using a meal planning service, I still do this. And I just adjust whatever recipes for the pre-cooked meats. Cause you guys, if you will pre-cook your meats, it saves so much time and mess in the kitchen. Okay, now here, let me explain the basics of how I do this. I generally do this with ground beef and chicken breasts. And you know, for a most of my life until the last several years, really, those are the only two meats that I ever used. Because when I learned how to cook, uh, when I lived in Thailand, and I was single, um, and I had roommates, and we decided we were going to learn how to cook. Those are the only two meats that I really recognized. So that was what, cause you know, I couldn't actually read what was on the package anyway. So that was, I think it was ground beef. It might've been ground something else, but whatever. I pretended it was ground beef. I, it was ground beef. I'm just kidding. Maybe I think it was whatever. I'm gonna tell myself it was. So, um, so, but these two things, if you will have pre-cooked ground beef and pre-cooked chicken in your freezer ready to go, then it's frozen 
it can wait a while. So if you're having an amazing week where you are trying out new recipes and ordering exactly what you need for that week and getting it, that's all great and you're lovely. But then if you just kind of all of a sudden one night go, I can't do a major meal. I can't do it tonight. You've got stuff in the freezer ready to go to have dinner ready in literally less time than it takes to run out and get drive through food. Let's talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I'd say a lot of us are more aware than ever that it's important to pay attention to your mental health. If you're struggling, check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can use from home. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, which I had talked before about one of you who had let me know just how incredibly convenient it was and easy it was to find someone um, pretty quickly. Though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. Here's the big advantage. Through BetterHelp, you have access to a broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can check out testimonials posted daily on their site. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash clean. Join over 800,000 people taking care of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash clean. Okay, so when you are pre-cooking ground beef, Um, I will do however many pounds I have at a time. I like to just because it makes me feel like I'm using my time well and and it creates a big mess, but it also eliminates so many messes in the future. I generally aim for 15 to 20 pounds of beef at a time. I know right now you may not even be able to get 15 to 20 pounds of beef. And yet, even if you can get two pounds and you only need one for a meal, it is worth it to cook up both pounds and save back the other pound for one easier meal in the future. Okay. But when I can, I will get 15 to 20 pounds. And what I will do is I will um, cook it all at one time. And then I use my pasta spoon It's got like a big hole in the center and it's got, you know, prongs that come up on the side so I can scoop up quite a bit. I'll use that, let the fat drain out as I'm doing it. And then I put it into a colander on a plate with a whole bunch of paper towels underneath it so that it will catch any fat that drains out. And that lets me do the fat draining before I do anything else. Okay. And then I uh, stir it within the colander just to kind of release the heat a little bit because I need it to be completely cooled before I put it into gallon sized Ziploc bags. Okay, or 
um, zipper bags, zippered bags, in case we don't want to be brand specific here, whatever. Anyway, that as I do that, so it's the fat is drained off, it's completely cooled, I put it in there. And I put in just enough that I can press the bag down flat. So that it's not more than probably an inch and a half thick at any point in the bag. And the reason I do that is that this makes it easy to break off a piece to use in the future. Okay, to and, and I mean, I'm sure there are people who, and I, I know there are, you know, who weigh out their bags and make sure that each bag has one pound in it. So they know, you know, if I call something calls for a pound, I've already whatever, that's fine. Um, but I just do that. And so I can break some off and put it into a recipe. Okay. Now, the beautiful thing about ground beef is that generally, you don't eat crumbled ground beef on its own. Maybe you do. I have known lots of people who do. Okay, I will say that. Or not lots of people. I've known one person who does. Um, we don't really eat it that way. Oh, and when I cook it, originally, I go ahead and cook it with uh, garlic and onion, because that's in every single recipe I ever do with ground beef. So I go ahead and do that. So it flavors the beef. Uh, but you know, the things that we eat ground beef in, they're generally sauces. So it's spaghetti sauce or um, taco seasoning, which you know, you put water in there with it, the taco seasoning, you know, all those kinds of things that you do with ground beef or putting it in soups or stews or whatever. Um, it allows me to not have to thaw the ground beef. Because if you think that you don't like pre-cooked meat, it's probably because you don't thaw it well. Okay, the number one goal is to not recook the meat. Don't recook the meat. Um, and if you take your chunk of frozen pre-cooked ground beef and you stick it in the microwave, even just using the standard um, defrost, if you use that standard defrost, it's going to recook that meat. And that's what's going to make it rubbery and gross. So you don't want that. What's better, what I do is like with spaghetti sauce, which, you know, I can literally have spaghetti done in the time it takes to cook the noodles. With spaghetti sauce, I put the spaghetti sauce in the pan pot, whatever, and put the ground beef in there frozen because it will basically, it just needs to thaw and heat up. It does not need to cook at all because it's already cooked. Okay. I do the same thing with like when I make um, a vegetable stew with hamburger meat in it, which is one of our favorites. My husband's and my favorite. My kids don't like it, but whatever, it's more for us. But or cheeseburger soup or whatever kinds of things that you want to make. I just put the ground beef in there frozen and that way it's not recooking at all. It's just um, thawing and warming up in the midst of whatever it is that I have done that I'm making. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So if you have to thaw it in the microwave for whatever it is that you're making, um, go at 10% power, okay, which if you have a microwave, and I know I'm over explaining, but there are people who need to know this. If you have a microwave, that just automatically is at a certain power, which I guess they all are. I don't know why I said that. On ours, what we do, what you might need to do is, I think it's like power level. So I, instead of hitting just the automatic thing where it turns the microwave on, I have to do time cook, and then I put in the time, and then I hit power level, and I hit one for 10% or two for 20%, okay? And that's the power that it's at. So I'll do it at 10%, for one minute at a time, just until it's 
almost thawed, but I don't want to get it past that point of being thawed because that's what will start recooking it. Make sense? And for the last of the thawing, if you just get it to the point where it can kind of break up some, then put it in the skillet and put some butter in there with it. And that'll make it yummy. Okay. All right. For chicken, uh, what I'm currently doing is cooking a lot of it in the crock pot. Um, Again, you know, like a full crock pot full with salt and pepper, because I'm going to put salt and pepper in everything that has chicken. And I have in the past then shredded a bunch of it and frozen it shredded. Um, And that works great, except that sometimes it ends up getting to where it is kind of dry. So what I've done in the past, recent past, is I will freeze it as a whole chicken breast. And then I will put it in the, I'll thaw it at 10% power for a minute at a time, just until I can safely cut through it into chunks. Like it's still mostly frozen at that point. But depending on how sharp your knife is and be safe and don't do anything stupid and blah, blah, blah. But I will um, get it to the point where I can cut through it And then I will put those chunks in salted boiling water. I mean, it literally is just sometimes less than a minute if the salted water is already boiling just until they are thawed fully. And that seems to make it less dry. Okay. For me. Um, so things that you can make with either pre-cooked ground beef or pre-cooked chicken are tacos, taco salads, spaghetti, skillet lasagna, skillet lasagna. I'm going to try I had um, Linda. Thank you so much, Linda. She's the loveliest. She, um, I sent her my random notes, which are just me little words here and there, because you can tell from listening. (laughs) They're not super amazing notes. Anyway, um, and she's linked up a bunch of these things. Maybe they're going to be in order. Maybe they're not um, in the show notes for this. Okay, so make sure that you uh, go check out the show notes at slobkimsclean.com. So, um, Skillet lasagna is a lovely, totally gives you the loveliness of lasagna, but it's super fast. Pizza, pizza casserole, vegetable stews, taco soup, quesadillas, chili, all those types of things, you know, like a white chili with the chicken or regular chili with the ground beef, all those things you can make so much faster and with so much less mess when you have these pre-cooked ground beef. Okay. Um, Things specifically for chicken. Uh, tortilla soup. I have a recipe for that on my site. Um, chicken salad. My family loves chicken salad. And you know how I make it? I take that pre-cooked chicken. I break it up, you know, shred it. And then I put some ranch dressing with it to taste, which means I don't actually measure. And I mix it all together and everybody thinks it's amazing. And I'm a hero. So there you go. That's a recipe. That's see, this is why I didn't become an actual recipe blogger because they expect things like ingredients (laughs) and measurements. (laughs) We all know I'm never going to do that. Anyway, fettuccine Alfredo, you know, I, I get it. I get, you know, you can make yourself, I'm sure you can find on a real recipe bloggers site the, you know, recipe for a very simple Alfredo sauce. That's fine. Um, but if you get a jar of Alfredo sauce and some bow tie pasta or any kind of, you know, pasta, that's the small little pieces, not the spaghetti type noodles, some pre-cooked chicken, 
some spinach can be frozen, fresh, whatever. I mean, literally what I will do is I will boil the pasta at the last minute of boiling the pasta. I will throw in some frozen pre-cooked chicken so that it doesn't recook it. It just thaws it and warms it up. And I'll throw in frozen spinach at that point. So it just thaws it and barely cooks it because you don't want your spinach to be super cooked, overcooked. And then I'll drain that all together. So I threw that in with the boiling water at the very end of cooking the pasta. I drain all of that together in the colander, put it back in the pan and put the um, Alfredo sauce from the jar over it on the stove that has now been turned off, but is still hot because I don't have a gas stove. I wish I did, but I don't. Anyway, doing that just to warm up the Alfredo sauce. And you guys, my family thinks it's like the best meal they've ever eaten because it kind of is. And it's that easy. Like, so, but it's so easy because I didn't have the whole process of getting the chicken ready, cooking the chicken, do it. You know, every recipe you're going to see is going to tell you how to do this from raw chicken. But I, but the vast majority of the mess and the hassle and all that kind of stuff comes from the cooking of the meat. So if the meat is already cooked, it makes it so much faster. Okay. Chicken and noodles. I'll do the same thing. It's like chicken broth. And then I cook the noodles like egg noodles so they don't get mushy, but I'll cook egg noodles in the chicken broth. And then at the end, I will add in the pre-cooked chicken breast and it's a meal that's lovely and we all love it. And it's great. I'm telling you, it's that easy. Okay. And that one, you don't even drain because you're having the chicken broth. Um, chicken fried rice. I have a recipe for chicken fried rice on my website that Linda will have linked to, I'm assuming. Um, chicken and dumplings. I will make chicken and dumplings. with. Now, I know this is not the reason that I don't call myself a recipe blogger is that, yes, chicken and dumplings are better. If you start at the beginning of the day with blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. I don't even know. We've been watching Seinfeld. I'm sure you can tell. Anyway, but that right there... I mean, yes, they're going to be, but chicken and dumplings that my family loves, I start them with pre-cooked chicken and some chicken broth and we're good. We're talking about feeding our family these days. We're not necessarily talking about being an amazing chef. Um, you know, taking that pre-cooked chicken, you know, warming it up in boiling salted water just until it's warm and putting that on a lovely Caesar salad. I mean, that's, that's, great meal right there. Okay. And super duper easy and fast. We have a new sponsor this week, and I'm so excited to tell you about them. KiwiCo. You'll want to listen close if you have a child, grandchild, niece, nephew, or little cousin learning at home. KiwiCo sent us some very cool science and engineering crates with everything we needed to make cool projects like a hydraulic claw. And I had a lot of fun looking through the website at other projects I know that we would love to do together, like building a pinball machine, for real, seriously, or a crate with everything that you need to make cool, pretty soaps. It's all divided up by project types and age ranges. And here's what made me decide KiwiCo was a good sponsor to tell you about. You guys are creative souls. Like, that's a fact, okay? We've established that. And these boxes come in the mail with everything you need to get a project done. Nothing more and nothing less. That means you don't have to collect things 
and you're not going to end up stuck because you're missing that one thing you needed to finish. Get the box and enjoy making something with your child. What kid doesn't like to get mail? Your kid, your child can get super cool, hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can accomplish and build with KiwiCo. And when they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.clean. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash clean. Okay, some other things we use, and I know it's different brands in different areas of the country, but Eckridge Sausage Links, Eckridge is just the ones that we've decided are our favorite. We use the skinless because the skin ones, I'm sure foodies love the skin ones, but they kind of gross me out a little bit. I don't even want to think about it. So I won't go into any details there. But, and when I say sausage links, I think they're like smoked sausage or something. So it's not your um, summer sausage. That's like a hard sausage that you just cut off and eat on crackers. It's like, you know, yes, it's totally cooked, but you do want to fry it up in the pan. You guys, those are not terribly, terribly expensive and can allow you to make a super quick, non-messy meal without any of the pre-cooking because it's already basically pre-cooked. Okay. So there's a lot you can do if your family likes that. Just slicing those up and pan frying them. I mean, really, and putting that with some sort of a vegetable for the side. And you can have either a low carb meal or add some pasta on the side. Or sometimes we'll, we get those red lobster biscuits at Costco. I don't know if they're carrying them anymore, but um, that's one of the things we did for a while is I would, you know, fry up some of those. And when I say fry, I don't mean that I fry them in oil. I literally, because they have enough fat in them on their own, that I might spray the bottom of the pan with some Pam um, and then just stir fry them in there. And it makes them nice and crispy and lovely. And everybody's thrilled to have them. And then I would do those red lobster, lobster biscuits on the side and a vegetable or a salad or something. And that's a meal and it literally is done so quickly with very little mess. Um, other things that you can do with those um, is I will just slice them up and take some um, hash browns, like the kind that's just basically shredded potato that's frozen. I mean, I'm sure you can make your own, but I don't. Anyway, because it's really cheap and so easy. And I will spread out frozen hash browns on a cookie sheet or a sheet pan, whatever people call them with sides. I always like to make sure it has sides just so it doesn't fall off into the oven. And then I will put the, a layer of sliced sausage over that. And then I'll just cook it in the oven at like 350 until it's done, which is, I think I have it on in a list there, but I think it's probably 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, something like that. And my family loves it. Like it's sausage and potatoes and it takes zero mess and so little effort. And my family thinks it's wonderful and lovely. Um, other things is I'll take the same thing. I'll just mix up sliced, you know, sausage. Uh, and I remember again, I'm not talking about breakfast sausage. I'm talking about the kind that is pre-cooked, but you are going to recook it. You know what I mean? So I'll 
do that. I think sometimes a lot of people would grill this. Um, I'll mix it up with the hash brown um, shredded potatoes that are frozen and are not pre-cooked, but they're super easy to use in the crock pot and just put it in there until it's done. Again, that's on my website has how long it would take. I should really know that, right? But I would guess about five hours in the crock pot. Other things too is cut up that sausage and put it in barbecue sauce in the skillet or the crock pot. Okay. Serve it with biscuits or whatever you want to put with it. And these are easy ways to get actual meals on the table very quickly and with little mess. Okay. So other things to think about that if you're going to cook it for one thing, you might as well cook it for a couple of things. Rice. Anytime I cook rice, I basically try to fill up my rice cooker. Uh, you can, a lot of instant pots as well. I think all instant, actual instant pots um, can also be used as a rice cooker. But, you know, I'll basically do as much as I can because there's a lot of stuff, you know, with the first one, when the rice is soft and fresh and just came out, that's when I use it for just a regular stir fry served over rice or some, some kind of a meal served over rice. But then with the leftover rice, I'll make chicken fried rice because you want your rice to be drier for chicken fried rice. It should not be fresh, soft rice. It needs to be drier. Or Mexican casserole. Um, basically, the Mexican casserole is pre-cooked rice, you know, rice that you've already cooked and it's, you know, should not be super wet, it needs to be dry. Um, not like dry rice. I don't mean uncooked rice. I mean, rice that you cooked and it's leftover. So I'll do purposeful leftovers. So I put rice and pre-cooked ground beef and some taco seasoning. And a lot of times I'll do this in a skillet or a pot first and then pour it into the casserole dish. I'll add corn to that, except that my daughter doesn't like corn. And so sometimes I'll leave it out and do the corn on the side and put cheese on top. And you guys, it's like the most delicious Mexican casserole. And it's basically rice, ground beef, taco seasoning, and cheese. I I mean, really, that's all it is. And everybody loves it. Like I always get asked for the recipe because it's just, you know, because this is one of those things I generally take to people when I'm making them a meal or whatever. Um, and it's all stuff that can be pre-cooked. And so it literally can be thrown together so incredibly quickly. That's the same thing like with pizza casserole that I mentioned briefly up there. It's pre-cooked ground beef. I mean, I will just break it up. I don't even thaw it. I will just break it up, mix it with spaghetti sauce, mix in some mozzarella cheese and put a, um, package of crescent rolls, you know, like a can of crescent rolls. I will just not even tear those apart, but just layer it, just put it across the top, you know, unroll it and put it across the top. And there I've got pizza casserole. And my family thinks it's lovely. Anyway, so if you're going to make rice, make extra so that you can use it in future recipes. If you make chicken and rice soup using rice that has been cooked and has dried out a little bit, that's perfect for that. Okay. Because you don't want to use the mushy rice in that. Beans. If you're going to make beans, which... I'll be completely honest. A lot of people are like, oh, I love my Instant Pot because I can make beans. And I was always like, I don't make beans. So what does that matter to me? Except that I have recently. Um, this has been one of my quarantine things is, you know, I felt really proud of myself for making beans and then realized, okay, this is why people make them because they're super cheap and super easy. Anyway, so I've made beans in the crock, uh, not in the crock pot, in the Instant Pot a couple of times. And I've been making two pounds at a time, which is a lot of beans. 
especially in a family where I don't eat beans and two of my kids don't eat beans. So I basically have two people who will just eat beans as beans, except I have been then taking those beans that I made, rinsing them, putting them in the food processor. And I think I looked up, I think it's on food.com. I looked up Frito-Lay bean dip um, copycat. You guys, if you guys don't live in Texas or you don't live in an area where bean dip is a thing, it's basically Mexican flavored hummus. Okay. So anybody who feels like they're better than something called bean dip, if you like hummus, you'll like bean dip. I'm just saying. Anyway, my kids love bean dip. It comes in a small can and it's pretty expensive. I can make a large amount of bean dip with these beans that I made and we love it. Like I will make that my lunch. It's just bean dip and chips. I I mean, really, it tastes best with uh, corn chips, like the Frito scoops. Anyway, I mean, it is so yummy. And I have been able to have a pretty decently, I mean, it's beans, basically, there's no fat in it. There's no, I mean, there's a teensy tiny bit of sugar in it for, you know, a whole lot of servings. But I mean, this is a, a healthy snack for my kids. And it's super cheap. And it's because I pre cooked a whole bunch of beans. And so I can make the bean dip super fast. Make sense? Okay, so it's just changing that mentality to have, okay, what can I do like that frozen meatballs, which you can either make yourself, or you can buy them pre made, and it's perfectly fine. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. We'll often just, I mean, I will dump them in the crock pot. And literally, like just I mean, you're basically three, four hours. And with some spaghetti sauce. And a lot of times we'll just eat that with a vegetable on the side. But it's also equally easy to, you know, cook up some pasta to go with that, or meatball subs, and that feels fancy, which meatball subs is basically just some French bread, if you can get it, which I know that's one of the things I have not been getting on my orders lately. Um, But you know, French bread, if you can get it, and some mozzarella sprinkled on top, you know, put the uh, meatballs and spaghetti sauce on top of the um, French bread, and then sprinkle some mozzarella on top, stick it under the oven, or however you want to do it. I make my teenagers do their own. So they have to be responsible for that. But I mean, people love it. I've done that before for teenage boys that were coming over. I just did a crock pot full of um, meatballs and marinara. And when I say marinara, I mean a jar of ragu. And then you know, put out some mozzarella cheese, put out some, you know, pans for them to broil it under the oven if they want to broil their cheese or not, and uh, some French bread, and they all thought it was great. So, you know, I mean, just thinking along those lines of what can I do? Because it, I know I've said it already. I know I'm blathering on, but I'm just telling you guys, if you can eliminate the mess and the hassle of cooking the meat, you're going to be so much less intimidated by and in dread of cooking a real meal for your family. It's just kind of amazing how that works. A couple other little things are instant mashed potatoes are your very best friend. You know, if you if your family likes mashed potatoes, and I know there are families who are like, Oh, we can't stand the taste of instant mashed potatoes. Well, train them well that they're great. You know, instant mashed potatoes are literally some of the fastest things you could possibly make. And most people adore them, you know, and you might kind of learn, you know, the tricks of how to make them taste a little bit better than other times. 
but it's a great easy side to go with a lot of these things that's some kind of a sauce, not spaghetti sauce, but you know what I mean. Most green veggies, fresh vegetables, broccoli and uh, asparagus and uh, fresh green beans, all that kind of stuff. 400 degrees in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes after they have been tossed in olive oil and salt, and they're going to taste amazing. I mean, for real, it's shocking how amazing they are. I want to give all the mamas hope that um, my 18 year old, who I'm not going to claim that everything's amazing, okay, because <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but the child has started to, he's not a child, he's an adult. The adult has started to eat his vegetables on his own. And this is the kid who never wanted to, I mean, literally as a baby, we had to force feed him. He was our first, we probably wouldn't have worked that hard with our other two, but you know, we, we had to be perfect parents. And so we would literally have to pry his mouth open to get him to eat his baby food vegetables. Anyway, I mean, I'll put out a pan of broccoli that I've cooked that way and he'll, you know, we'll all get what we're getting and then he'll just keep on. I mean, that's the thing he nibbles and nibbles and nibbles until it's all gone like that. And he started shaving on his own. I know. Right. Anyway, I know that has nothing to do with food, but I'm just giving some hope to moms of teenage boys, especially right now when they maybe don't have to shave. It can be so scary. But on his own, he's decided, I don't want a scraggly beard. I am going to shave until I can grow a real one. Anyway, so, so anyway, that's an amazing, that's so easy to do. And with vegetables, you know, if you're like, well, I want to eat more fresh vegetables, but I just, uh, they're mushy, whatever. That's the way to do them. I'm telling you, they're so delicious that way. It just makes them taste so much better. I do the same thing with frozen corn. Uh, this is, you know, I mentioned the Mexican casserole and how I'll serve it on the side. I mean, so what I'll do is I'll just pour some frozen corn into an oven safe dish and I will put some olive oil in there and some salt and pepper, and I'll just mix it around until basically all the corn, you know, is coated with a little bit of olive oil. And then I will cook in the oven on 400 for 20 to 25 minutes. And it's amazing. Like my family goes, this corn, except for my daughter, this corn is so good. This is, I mean, like, give me more, give me more, give me more. It's that good. So just a couple easy little things. All right. I think I'm going to stop there. And even if this isn't, wow, Dana has changed my life with how she cooks. Um, I hope it's given you some ideas of things or reminded you of some easy recipes that you've done in the past. Because, you know, another thing too, real quickly, uh, with that pre-cooked chicken, chop it up, add some barbecue sauce, heat that up and do barbecue chicken sandwiches. I mean, you know, or if you guys like sloppy joes, my husband is anti sloppy joes, but you know, the pre-cooked ground beef, you could have sloppy joes done, you know, almost instantly, not instantly, but you know what I mean? But all that kind of stuff. So, so super easy. And there's going to be a lot of links in these show notes for this podcast. Um, and again, the number of this podcast was, oh, I don't remember. Anyway, it's 240 something. I'm pretty sure. Or 250 some, maybe it's 254 probably. Okay. Um, this has been fun. I always like to remind you about Patreon. If you would like to be a patron of the show, if you join up at $5 
a month level or more, you can get invited to the super secret Facebook group. And that's also who I am using for the strategy sessions like the one last week. Didn't you love that? I loved that. Anyway, um, I will talk to you guys later. Oh, no, one quick reminder too. Don't forget, I do take off for the summer. So make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast in whatever, you know, format you like, because there is something going on this summer that I am going to make sure you know about. And I will probably put out a podcast just to let you know about that. Um, so you don't want to miss that. But you also don't want to miss it when I come back in August, because I know sometimes you can get out of the routine. But if you subscribe, then when the new post- podcast comes out, it just shows up. Okay, you can also sign up to um, get an email whenever there's a podcast that comes out go to a slob slash podcasts with an S. Um, and also just sign up for my newsletter, uh, where you'll get different things sent out to you, um, just to keep you going over the summer. And that's at a slob slash newsletter. Okay, I will talk to you guys next week.